Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. In this episode, I want to get into a couple things that kind of hit over the last couple of weeks that are, as ever, pretty important. The first is we'll get into inflation. We've seen a move higher in inflation than has been the trend recently. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Fed meeting. Um, you know, the Fed's watching things like uh, like inflation and some other things. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is we obviously we want to know how the two are interrelated and what we might be learning about the direction of monetary policy. So let's jump into it. I think the, the first thing I'd say again is the idea that inflation, and this is for August, moved up, um, and it was in line with expectations, but just higher than recent trend. Recall that we've been wanting to see these indices move lower and sort of get in the neighborhood of the Fed's 2% target, and that had been happening but the consumer price index, for example, in August was up 0.6%, and that's well above. The number 0.17 represents the monthly equivalent of the Fed's 2% target. So it moved a bit higher than that. And when we dig into it, basically, the, if you will, the culprit of this hike uh, or increase, excuse me, was uh, energy prices. Now, energy prices represent about 7% of the weight, a 7% weight of the index, the consumer price index, but energy prices rose 5.6% in August. And so that combination, right, just 7%, but times 5.6%, you end up with a contribution of 0.4%. So think of it as 0.4 of the 0.6 is entirely related to energy. Now, the second biggest contributor is a a component we've been talking a lot about, and that's shelter prices. Recall that shelter has been sticky. This is the idea, for example, of rents going higher, uh, and it felt like and has felt like there's no end in sight. Now, interestingly, shelter prices rose still a little higher than we'd like to see, but 0.3% in August. Uh, However, they carry over a third of the weight of the index. So when you multiply those two things together, you basically get 0.1%. So that's another 0.1 of the 0.6 in the rise in CPI. And in fact, one way to kind of check uh, the work and the, the, relate, the uh, related um, impact of energy, when we look at core CPI, the consumer price index, but the core, which excludes food and energy, uh, it was up only 0.2%, kind of in line with this recent trend. Now, moving on to the producer side of things, producer prices, as measured by the PPI, producer price index, moved 0.7% higher in August. So uh, a move, in fact, in line with, if you will, a little bit higher than, than CPI. And while the way the index construct is a little bit different, of course, it comes down to essentially um, this concept of uh, goods prices, which includes um, a, a lot in it uh, related to energy uh, rose a lot. And so, you know, when we really kind of cut through it all, this move in energy prices had a similar impact on the PPI. And in fact, when we look at core PPI, which again excludes energy as well as food, that was up uh, like the CPI, just 0.2% in August. So think of it as at least headline inflation looking a little bit firmer. 
and and so and that was uh, you know a week, a, a week and a half ago that that hit as I record this, and then this last week we've had the Fed have hold its September meeting, so everybody's sort of waiting to see well what's the Fed going to do, what's the Fed going to say, and the punchline is the Fed didn't change rates, it's kept rates high, right? It's it's hiked rates a lot. And so um, essentially they describe in their statement sort of a, a, a modest change that the idea that the economy is expanding at a solid pace. So I think the economy's strength has surprised them a little bit and they've sort of reflected a recognition of a stronger economy in their statement. And yet they also comment on, and I'm going to quote them, it's, they said, quote, jobs gains have slowed in recent months but remain strong. End quote. And, you know, basically that's really important because while the Fed wants to see more, if you will, loosening of the job market, the fact that gains have slowed is a signal that things are moving in the direction they want them to go. So long, long story short, as it relates to their benchmark rate, they've decided to keep it at its current level. And again, it's a very uh, kind of restrictive policy at this point. Um, but the other thing that happened in September, which doesn't happen at every meeting, but it happened in September, is they published their summary of economic projections. So this is uh, essentially them polling various officials in the Fed, and everybody kind of contributes their view. And then that's actually the the details, not of who said what, but the details of individual views are sort of uh, summarized in this uh SEP report. And and so, among other things, people will look at the median of those forecasts. And so, a few things were worth noting. The first relates to the economy. The, the, if we go back to the June SEP, that basically these officials on average, based on the median, had a view that GDP would be up 1% for 2023, but that uh, figure has jumped to 2.1%. So now, they're kind of recognizing, hey, the economy's stronger than we thought, and 2023 is going to be a pretty good year by by uh, longer-term standards. Uh, a second thing that they talked about is essentially the expectation, or forecasted about, was the expectation of a tighter job market. And and the metric I, I'd point out is the end-of-year 2024 unemployment rate. In June, they had it at 4.5%. Uh, so I think a, a real sort of slowdown and, and a loosening of the job market, that has fallen to 4.1, uh, which is still decently uh, loose, but it isn't quite as loose as what they were first thinking. So think of it as they expect the economy to st- stay stronger. They expect em- the employment market to stay stronger. And all of that leads to essentially the Fed <clears throat> signaling the potential for another hike this year. But I think more importantly, the idea that the the benchmark rate would remain above 5% through next year, and in fact, wouldn't get back to its longer-term target of 2.5% until sometime after 2026. So I think as people have processed what the Fed has said and what they've published, essentially what we're hearing is interest rates are going to stay higher for longer, You know, which we've been talking about more as it relates to market rates, which are tied to what the Fed is up to. So listen, this is what we wanted to cover. Just I, I, I'd say take away the idea that um, energy prices moved up dramatically in August. That meant headline inflation moved up as well. Uh, but when we look at you know the core indexes for inflation, CPI and PPI, the the core versions of those, which exclude energy and food, the, you know things remain 
pretty pretty stable, which is good. As a result of probably that core stability, the Fed didn't take another rate hike, make another rate hike in this last meeting, but they are signaling a stronger economy, a still a tighter uh, job market for longer, and therefore the potential for interest rates to remain higher for longer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.